This is It Just Takes One. One person, one experience, one idea, one moment to change your life. Here's what's coming up on today's show. When I shared my story, perhaps there's a bit of me that someone else, some other woman, some other child who may have been going through some sort of abuse, who may experience a divorce, maybe they can see themselves in me and say, wait a minute, I remember what she said. I remember how she got through it. I can do it too. Have you heard the saying, live a life worth telling a story about? Well, my guest today has lived a life worth telling a story about. (laughs) In fact, she's sharing her story in her new best-selling book, She Said the P Word. That's right, the P Word. And you're going to have to listen to the interview to find out exactly what that is. It's funny, and it also has a deep, meaningful message. Cecily Wilson is a powerful person, and she has an incredible gift. That gift was taken away from her, and she had to find it again. She tells us about that in the interview. And she's also had some pretty incredible experiences in her life, some that will make you laugh, some that will make you cry. But I guarantee you will be intrigued. I'm not going to say too much more because Cecily does an amazing job sharing some of those stories in the podcast today. So I'm just going to invite you to sit back and listen in as Cecily Wilson shares her story. Hello, Cecily. Welcome to It Just Takes One. Hello, Kelly Watson. How are you, my dear? I am doing so great. I already am excited to talk with you. Your energy is coming through the screen as we're talking. And I am so happy to share this moment with you as you have just become the best-selling author of She Said the P Word. Congratulations. Can you say that again, please? Can you say that again? You just became a best-selling author of She Said the P Word. I am like so super excited. I, it, I just love the way that that rolls off the tongue. I am extremely blessed. Let me just say that this morning when I woke up, I was woke up and I was just crazy because I'm a woman of faith and um, I believe so wholeheartedly in what the, the Lord says. And so I woke up this morning praying about where I am right now that I have this new title as best-selling author, but it came to me in Psalm 43 that the Lord has given me a new song to sing. He has giving, restored my voice and allowed me to see people. Well, I, what is it? Oh, oh my gosh, I'm going to get this wrong. He has uh, amazing things have done and people will look and be amazed and they will turn to the Lord, something like that. Wow. And I looked at that and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm not just a best-selling author. I am a blessed-selling author. He blessed the works of my hands through you, through Greg, through my words, and through the power of the peace. So uh, BSA has two different meanings, best-selling author and blessed 
best-selling author. <laughs> I absolutely love that. I am always a, uh, I love a play on words, and I like I love that you can bring your faith into all of this. It's so powerful. P words, right? <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, and, and even as you were saying that psalm, it really is interesting. Um, bringing your voice back. We're going to talk today about the literal bringing back of your voice as some of your story unfolds here for the listeners. But as we begin, I just, I want to just let people know how you and I actually connected. Let's talk a little bit about our mutual friend and how she connected us together so that we're here today. Yeah, this pint-sized powerhouse that we call Judy Isaacson. Yeah, her. <laughs> and let me tell you, it was a happen, happen chance of our meeting. So I, during the time of my valley season is what I call it, during, I lost my home, lost my job and all of these things. And I'm like literally not knowing what to do. And I was encouraged to drive Uber. And immediately I'm thinking, I'm not driving Uber. Do you know who I am? That pride word is a death of you. So I'm thinking, okay, I ended up driving Uber. One day I picked up a guy. His name was Louis Bocar. Love Louis Bocar. Lewis sat in the back, and I had on my black Prada shades, these right here, had them on, and this, and this truck, and I, you know, was just trying to hide myself. I didn't want anyone to really know that it was me, right? He looked, and he's like, you look familiar. What? I feel like I know you, your voice, your, it was something, right? So eventually, I finally told him, yes, it's Cecily Wilson. I'm a former news anchor and lost my job, blah, blah, blah. This is what I'm doing. He's like, oh, my gosh, I need you to meet someone. I need you to meet Judy. I, and so the place where I was dropping them off is where Judy was working. And so he said, can you come in for a moment and speak to her? And I'm like, absolutely. Turns out at the end of the story, Judy and I connected. She loved the story of my backstory, and she's in, involved with empowering women, making women feel healthy and stronger and better about themselves, and we collect. And the re relationship built, and it went forward. Lo and behold, we were in her kitchen talking about something, and I said something about, oh, I'm, I think I'm going to write a book. And she's like, oh, you absolutely should write a book, and you're going to do it right now. I'm like, no. I don't have the time right now and I don't even know where to begin and I don't have the money, blah, 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 blah. She's like, no, 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 you're going to call this person right here. Her name is Kelly Watson and she'll be able to help you. That was the spark that created this firestorm that's going on right now. I called you and we had that conversation and initially I was a little hesitant because as I said, it was, it was a lot of money for me and I'm thinking that's a large investment. I didn't have the money, but I'm like, okay. And then you said one word you could do this in seven months. And I'm thinking, seven months? I'm thinking from the moment of January, this conversation started in January with, between you and I, and January, and I'm thinking, seven months? Wait a minute, seven months? My birthday's in seven months. July is my birthday. So are you saying, Kelly, if we go through this process right now, that I can finish this book in seven months by my birthday? You said, yeah, you can. I thought it was impossible, but I'm like, Okay, let's do it. And here we are, seven months later, launched the book, eight months, and we are now a best-selling team. What? <laughs> Absolutely amazing. Yes. So those of you that are listening who have ever even thought about writing a book, listen to what Cecily just said, because it is possible, and it can be done, and you're living proof, Sass. You did it. I, I am. 
But I will say that the, that it, it wasn't easy. So I, I'm not going to make that mistake of saying or let someone know that, oh, it was a great, easy process. Oh, hell no. It was not. <laughs> it was hard. It was difficult because there were times that I had writing block. I called you many times. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. I can't do this. And you're like, just breathe. It's okay. We got this, right? And your calming spirit really helped to make that process. And you're like, you know what? Just dedicate an hour every weekend. Dedicate a time that you're going to do nothing. Don't answer the phone. Don't take phone calls. Don't go anywhere. Just focus on what you want to write. And don't put it in a an order because I'm very meticulous about order. Wanted to make sure that it goes A, it goes before B, and da, 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 da. And you're like, no, don't do that. Just write it down. Just take your thoughts out of your head and put them on the paper. And then we'll worry about the structure later. So that was the best advice you could have given me because I was stuck in my head about, oh, no, I, I didn't write it like this. That, it didn't happen here. No. And and when you read the book, I, I talk so much. I'm sorry. I'm, like, I'm so excited <laughs> about the process. I'm so excited about the process. But when we started writing the book, I literally, there are sometimes I have something called sidebars and those sidebars come to place in the book and it may didn't happen until months or years later, but at that moment I, I thought about it and it was relevant to where I was at that moment. So those sidebars in the book, are, it's just a chance for us to pause and think, oh, wait a minute, I remember this happened. And it was totally out of order of the process of my life if I were born in the process of my life. So it was a great, great process. It was a, it was a cathartic process. And let me get serious about uh, one topic in the book. Uh, so interrupt me when you're ready. Because you're you know, great. I was going to ask okay. if there was a piece of the difficulty is that you're actually dredging up some stuff. Uh, talk about that for you. Yes. So there, there were two major parts of the book that really, really brought pain, but it was more therapeutic and cathartic for me. And it involved around abuse, childhood abuse with my life and how painful it was. But my story also involved my mother. And I couldn't tell my story without telling my mother's story. And I talked to you about that. I'm like, I don't know. This is going to be, this might be very painful and it might be hurtful for people to read this. And I, I didn't want to do it, but I had to do it because it was a part of who Cecily is and why perseverance, my P word, is so important in my life and throughout my trajectory. Mm -hmm. And so writing about that and then also writing about my divorce. Someone that I love dearly, my college sweetheart, the, the father of my children, my life totally took a turn that I was not expecting and I did not know how to handle that. And I actually didn't, didn't handle it quite well at all. But when I shared my story, Perhaps there's a bit of me that someone else, some other woman, some other child who may have been going through some sort of abuse, who have may have experienced a divorce, maybe they can see themselves in me and say, wait a minute, I remember what she said. I remember how she got through it. I can do it too. Mm -hmm. So if that's, if that's the only thing that I do with this book, then I'm, I'm extremely grateful and proud and happy to have done that. Yeah, beautiful. I actually want to talk about that a little bit. We do get questions from people often about their fear of writing the true story because it could 
bring up some stuff that might hurt somebody from their family. So people that have experienced abuse or have had really difficult upbringings or have had conflicts with people in their family or friends, and they're afraid that if they write about it, it's going to offend that person. And so they choose not to write because they're afraid of that. What yeah. would you say to them? What advice would you give to somebody who has stopped themselves from writing because of the impact it might create on somebody else? Absolutely. There's a quote in my book that I, um, that I used from First Lady Michelle Obama. And I don't, I can't remember exactly what it says, but it says basically, I don't, can, if you can pull it up. I literally wrote it down here as a quote that I wanted to share because I think it speaks to your life. Let me read it for yeah. you. This is from Thank Michelle. You. Even when it's not pretty or perfect, even when it's more real than you want it to be, your story is what you have, what you will always have. It is something to own. Wow. When I saw that quote, that is the reason why I said, it's my story. It's not pretty, it's not perfect, but it's the truth. And truth always prevails. And so even though it may be a painful part of that story, if you tell your part of that story. So I didn't go into all of the details of what included with my mother or even my, my ex-husband, but whatever that truth was for Cecily and how I felt, I shared it. So I encourage those who are feeling that same way to own the truth don't embellish don't bring in your, your hurt your pain well no you you bring that in but I'm saying you don't um, allow what they may think and you helped me with that you said don't allow what they may think because this is your story this is how you felt and I encourage you to share it and then have the conversation with that person or individual saying I know that you may not like you may not approve but this is how I feel this is my story and I played a role in it and I'm going to share it. And don't ask, may I? Just freaking do it because it's your story. <laughs> and you can own it. In your case, it actually, I mean, you and your mother have had a great relationship anyway, but in the book, it actually opened up an opportunity for your mom. Share with the readers what your mom got to do as part of this book. Yes, and actually she had an well, it was hurtful for her, and she was worried about how she was going to be perceived in that book. And I wanted to make sure that it was not a negative perception of my mother. And it was important for me to let the readers hear from that woman. That woman that they may have thought, oh my God, how does she let that happen? To know that, that my mother loved me so much, but then I found out she had a cycle of abuse in her life. And it gave me an opportunity to say, whoa, now I freaking get it. I get it. And you, you don't hold remorse in that. If, if you are a believer, then you kind of understand that you've got to at some point release that and, 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 and move, move forward. Because otherwise, you're going to be held back with the bitterness, the anger, the resentment, and all of those things that kind of keep holding you back. But you've got to fly. You've got to fly and soar. And so that gave me an opportunity. So I allowed my mother to share her words in this book. And when she wrote that letter, I sobbed like a baby. Like, okay, mommy, I get it. Thank you so much. And, and now she's so proud. She has been my biggest promoter. When I tell you that woman is, 
calling everybody from Miss Lula May to everybody else. Buy my baby's book. Buy my baby's book. <laughs> that is absolutely fantastic. I'm so happy to hear that. Yeah, the story of you and your mom and the, the letters she shares is one of the many poignant parts of the story. But it isn't the whole story. And and Judy, when she was really encouraging you, I love that she's the pint-sized powerhouse. So true. <laughs> when Judy was encouraging you, it was because you actually have an an incredible story. Just and and not just one, many many stories. Bringing up Michelle Obama, um, it, you know, in her quote is actually one of your stories. Talk about your meeting, your chance to meet the Obamas. Yes, yes, yes. I was an invited guest to the White House to meet the First Lady and our President Barack Obama, and it was an amazing opportunity. And I'm a member of the media, and so I have access to certain things, and so membership has its access, right? But at this particular moment, I was just another person in the audience, and I was told to go to a certain area that would allow me to have first face-to-face -face meetings with the First Lady and the President. And so I'm sitting here and there were bunches of people trying to get to where I was standing. And I remember there was a little kid, his father, a son and, and, and father were there together. And the father tapped me on my shoulder and said, would you mind if this little bitty kid, <laughs> I'm sorry, I laugh about it because, <laughs> uh, so the father tapped me on my shoulder and said, would you mind if my son get in front of you and I looked at him and I'm like it's almost like I said hell no <laughs> but I said no I'm sorry I can't I apologize but because this is a once-in-a-lifetime moment for me typically I would say sure no problem because that's who I am no not a problem at all but this time I was like uh negative this has not happened this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity and my mother and I are not missing it for anything and so the president came along, saw me, remembered me. I, I met Mrs. Obama uh, several years earlier, and she remembered meeting me at the YMCA. But I said, hello, Mr. President. I'm Cecily, all the way from Orlando, Florida. And he said in his swagalicious voice, <laughs> <laughs> hello, and nice to meet you. And he reached out and he kissed me on my cheek. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like a Have you washed your cheeks since then? No, no. Do you see this brown spot? You think it's because I'm black? No, it's because I would not wash my face. <laughs> yes, yes. It was an amazing moment for me. And so, again, those once in a lifetime opportunities, just like your, the title of this podcast, those once in a lifetime moments happen that you don't expect. I never expected that I would ever have the opportunity to visit the White House and see the president up close and personal and to share that moment with my mother standing right by my side, it was unforgettable, unforgettable. Yeah, a beautiful, beautiful moment for both of you. It's so nice to be able to share that with your mom. Yeah. In 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 the telling you in, in when you read the book for all of you who are listening when you read the book you're going to hear these stories and so many more but another really pivotal story in your life was what happened when you were a newscaster when your voice was taken away and i think the listeners are recognizing that you have a powerful voice on so many levels just a passion that comes through it and and 
uh, a beautiful speaking voice. You can hear that it, as you speak. It is your tool. It is your it is your instrument. It is something that is so meaningful to you. And it's, it's part of the reason that you went into newscasting because you could have this projection of your voice, but share with the listeners what happened that took your voice. Yeah. Away. It, I actually experienced an on-air stroke. It was one morning. I'm an early morning anchor. I was an early morning anchor doing the early morning show. So I'm getting up at 2 a.m. at 2 a.m. every morning to be on the air, ready to go at five. Um, but during that time, I was also going through my divorce. And so having two daughters and school, being a mommy, being an advocate in the community, doing all of these other things, I dismissed all of the warning signs that I had, the slurred speech, the blurred visions, the headaches. I just thought, oh, I'm overworked. I'm stressed. I know what this is. But it wasn't until that moment on the air when they cued me, the director said, you're on, you're on. And the words were, the, the words would not come out of my mouth. They were slurred and unrecognizable. And at that moment, it was like my whole life passed in front of my face, like something is wrong. I, I can't speak. Oh my gosh. I went from the news desk, sat in my newsroom desk, and I pulled up, ironically, I reported on a, a story earlier uh, in the month about the early, early warning signs of stroke. And I interviewed this woman, I reported on the, the symptoms, and I just said, okay, great, great story. I shared that information with all the other viewers, but that information didn't apply to me, so I thought. But at that moment, I sat down at the desk, I pulled up the story in archives, and I looked at the, the symptoms, slurred speech, check, slurred vision, check, recurrent headaches, I think I'm having a stroke. And that's exactly what it was. And I had to learn how to speak again. It took me about six weeks to go through speech therapy to regain my voice quality. And I was determined because, I mean, Kelly, this is all that I know how to do. This is all I've ever done. I've only done TV my entire life as a journalist. And it's like, it's like riding a bike without the wheels. <laughs> it's, it's like um, an eagle trying to fly and soar without the ability of its wings. That's how I felt. Like, how in the hell are you going to be a news anchor and you can't freaking speak? No, it does not work. And so I had to get this back because that's all I have. That's my tool. That's my money. And Praying, I went right into it. I said, this is not going to happen to me. I'm going to regain my voice. And then 10 years later, fast forward, okay, we're good. You just got to reduce the stress. They didn't find anything wrong, blah, 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 blah. Okay, 10 years later, take it in different path. It happened again. This time my, my face was slanted and I could not speak again the words were slurred. I had to regain my voice again. And so, as I told you, I'm a woman of faith. And so I'm like, Lord, please, if you just give me my voice back, give me my voice back and I will be intentional with everything that I say and everything that I do. And I made that, here I am bartering with God, like who the hell does that, right? <laughs> I'm like, okay, Lord, let's just make a deal here. If you give me my voice back, I'll make sure that I'm speaking for you. And he kept that bargain. He, he made good on that bargain. He gave me my voice back. 
And part of this book is my, my promise of being intentional with my words, with my thoughts, with my deeds. And so I am so proud to be able to share the wisdom and the advice to women who may be struggling with heart disease, with maintaining their health, their weight, eating properly. All of these things matter as it relates to your health. We are women as a whole, and we oftentimes take on so much. But there are different signs that we have to be mindful of so that we can continue to move our life forward and continue to support our families and use our careers and our businesses. So it's important that I, I work with the American Heart Association. I speak often about my experience and as an advocate for heart awareness. Did you know that women are the number one target for heart disease and stroke? We are. And even with that, Kelly, African-American women and Latino women are the number one target to die from heart disease. We are. And so for me, I have a responsibility to tell my sisters, girl, get it together. We've got, we've got work to do about our health. It's important about moving forward. So that, that's, that. that's how this all started. And that is why the power of the P, what you say, is just as important as what you do. Okay, and I'm talking, I'm going to go a little bit further here about the cover of my Great. book, Kelly. I know Great, I was literally going to bring you right to it. You're following my, my <laughs> line of thought too. Yes, talk about the power, the, the title of the book, which is, she said, the P word. Talk about P. Yes, the title of the book is that way. Um, it's inspired, lightly inspired by my appearance on The Family Feud with Steve Harvey. So my family and I were guests on their very, very first premiere show, and we were there. Knocked out three families. My sister and I got to the Fast Money round, and the backstory is I had just lost my house to foreclosure, and I was trying to get back into the business. And so in my head, my plan was to get as close to Steve Harvey as I could because if I could just have one moment so one moment with this man, then maybe he would help me open the door in the industry and get me back into the business, right? So my prayer was laser focused. I knew what I was going to do. And so in the business, we have something called resume tapes. And we put our compilation of our body of work on the reel. It's called a resume, resume reel. I put this um, resume reel on many discs because I knew that I needed to have quick access to it if I had a chance to reach him. I was told that we could not bring anything into the studio, no purse, no, no bags, nothing. You had to come in just by yourself. But I'm thinking, okay, uh-uh, no, 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 no. I got to be ready because I'm not going to be, I'm not going to have time to go back to the green room and get my, my purse. So I put the mini disc in my bra. <laughs> they were sitting right there in my bra. And so when I got voted off the, the, the game show, he came down the family line thanking everybody for attending. And I immediately said, hey, thank you so much. I'm hoping you would, wouldn't mind just ah, helping me get back into the business. Would you please look at my resume tape? And he says, oh, sure, just give it to my assistant over there. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Oh, hold on. I got it. Bam. <laughs> and I pulled it right out. But before that moment, let me just back it up as to why this is titled the P word. During the fast money round, my sister and I, Tanya, were there. Tanya went first. And Tanya got 23 points. 
Okay, I had to come Devastating around. for the second person. Right, hello, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, okay, I'm gonna have to try to get 200 points. So I come out and the clock is set at 25 seconds and Steve asks the first question, name something that's bigger now than it was at the age of 16. And I instinctively said, penis. And I'm waiting, I'm waiting for the next question and the clock is ticking and I look out the corner of my eye and I see the king of comedy falling to his knees in hysteria. Like, oh my gosh, that moment went viral. When I say millions of views, viral. And so the backstory is I didn't have anything. I was like, okay, you're telling me to write a book. What am I going to write this book about? And then I started thinking, wait a minute. Everybody says, oh, aren't you the girl that said the P word on TV? And I'm like, oh, wait a minute. She said the P word. But for me, that P was not about penis. Mm -hmm. That P was about purpose, about power, about the pain that I was going through, about, about my plan. All of those P words that meant something to me that were profoundly important in my life. Perseverance all of those P words. So when I start to think about that and I hear that, I'm like, what's the power of the P? That P, think about that P word for any of you guys who are listening out there. What P word has it impacted your life in such a way that it's changed one moment for you? Has changed one moment for you? For me, it was penis. Not in the vulgar sense, but I didn't know that God was gonna use that P word to help me craft and title a book and pen a book that's going to inspire and encourage and, and influence so many others to use the power of their words. So when I think about the cover, I wanted the cover of my book to not have my face. I didn't want that. I wanted it to be a focus on my mouth. So you'll see it's just my mouth because I wanted the focus to be on the words that are coming out of your mouth. Your words have power. What you say is just as important as what you do. So what are you saying? Are you saying that I'm a loser, that I can't do anything? Or are you saying I am strong and courageous? I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I can do all things. What are you saying out of your mouth? That's why I intentionally just wanted the words and my mouth to be the focus of my book. And so that's what you have. And so when you think about, oh, there's power in the P, unleash the power of your P word. I love it. As we were getting ready for the interview today, I actually wrote down several P words that came to mind immediately when I think of Cecily Wilson. Let me share those with you. And they may just trigger some ideas for the listener if any of these words resonate with them. Yeah. People, plan, ponder, persistence, perseverance, prayer, pivot, power, purpose, peace. Oh, I, oh my gosh, I love it. Yes, yes. All of those, all of those words. And for our listeners, think about each one of those words, where you are in this stage of the game, in the middle of COVID-19, where everything has been placed on pause. We're all paused. So we have to start to think, okay, I've lost my job. I'm furloughed. My grandmother just died of COVID. What am I going to do? We don't, we're struggling to keep finances. 
you got to think about the peace, prayer, the pivot that you have to make in order to do something different. You have to think about the people in your life. I call them my posse, my posse. Your, the people that you have in your circle around you, are they pulling you down or are they encouraging you, lifting you up, saying, you got this girl, boy, you got this. Come on, let's do it. We're here for you. Those are the people, the posse members that you need to help take you to that next step, whether that is just to help wipe your tears when you feel like you have that ugly cry and you can't get off the floor, you're in a fetal position and you don't know what to do. It's those girlfriends or those, those guy friends that come along and say, come on, come on. I know, I know it hurts. I know it's painful, but I, I know that you can do that. I'm pushing you forward. I'm not pulling you backwards. I'm pushing you fly, soar. You got this. That's the people that you want in your life. So all those P words bring you to your purpose. They find that passion. And sometimes the pain that you're going through actually pushes you into your purpose. All the pain that I went through in my life, I had no idea. But it pushed me into the purpose of philanthropy. I now am the CEO and founder of a nonprofit, WOW Legacy Group. WOW Legacy Group, which stands for, it's an acronym for Women Overcoming with Willpower. Because for women, oftentimes, when life falls apart for us, we become paralyzed. We can't move. We can't breathe. We think life is over. What am I going to do now? No. You know what you're going to do? You're going to wipe off those tears, put your big girl panties on and those stilettos, and fall into fabulous. And that is the name of our empowerment program, Fall Into Fabulous. Because we take women through a six-month empowerment program whose lives have fallen apart for all sorts of reasons. Every one of us has a different backstory. Some have experienced abuse. Some have divorced. Some have just lost their way. Whatever that reason is, I'm telling them, you have a chance right now to hit the reset button. Hit that reset button. Reimagine, refocus on what and who you believe you are and the person that you believe you never could have been, but you know it's still there. So we take them through that and fall into fabulous, and that's how we celebrate. We celebrate ending that toxic relationship. We celebrate you pushing your forward, yourself forward through a, a health challenge. We're celebrating and calling fabulous that you have decided to start your own business. These little steps are big, momentous occasions for us. We call that absolutely fabulous, <laughs> and that's what we do. So. I feel, I, feel, I feel so blessed to be able to inspire the lives of women who may see themselves in me. Oftentimes, they're like, oh, my gosh, I know who you are. You're Cecily Wilson. We see you on TV all the time. Mm -hmm. But they don't know the backstory. And so when I'm very real and transparent with them to let them know, listen, I'm just like you. I have pain. I have hurt. I have disappointments. I have failures. But the one thing that I don't have is that I'm not stopping. I'm not quitting. I am persevering and pushing through. The only way that I'm going to stop is if I'm dead and I cannot breathe. Each time I get up every morning, there's another opportunity for me to get it right. I may fall off the wagon again, but you know what? The next day, I'm one step closer to getting it right. I'm one step closer to getting it right. I have another chance. I have another chance. 
And that's what perseverance is all about. It's synonymous with unstoppable. Mm -hmm. That's what perseverance is. Absolutely. And it, it, it defines your life and the backstory of your life as you have persevered and as you have really embraced this unstoppable power that you have. Cecily, I love that you're doing the Wow Legacy Foundation. And if people want to uh, follow you on that, we'll give them the, the ways to connect with you at the end. But what's next for you? What do you see in the future for Cecily Wilson, this unstoppable powerhouse? Someone asked me that yesterday. I was doing an interview yesterday, and they asked me that question. And I literally said, I don't know what's next. And right now, I don't really care what's next. I am living in this moment of where I am that God has blessed me right now for this moment because it is an honor. I'm hoping that, again, I will continue to use my voice. I do speaking engagements all the time. And so we can't really do a whole lot of in-person speaking, but maybe that's now me doing virtual, you know, keynotes or anything like that. But these are the things that I love to do, to use my power of the word. I've, given my, I've been given my voice back, and I want to use it intentionally to inspire and influence the world. And so what's next for me is to enjoy this moment, the right here, the right now, and whatever God has next for me is what he has for me. Fantastic. I am glad that you brought it back to your faith because as we come to the, to the ending here, I do want to share a, a little blurb from your book that actually embraces your faith. It's the end of the book and it's the last paragraph that says, I'll end the way that I started. What you say is just as important as what you do. Instead of just thinking you are going to be debt-free, say so and do what's necessary to make it happen. Remember, you can't gain the promise without the process. Declare daily what he promises. Stand strong and courageous and say the P word. Wow. Wow. Yes, that's all you have to do. Say the P word. Mm -hmm. Whatever that P word is, any one of them will work for you. Just say it. Excellent. One thing I like to ask all of the people that we interview is about the title of the podcast, because it always brings up an interesting answer. And so I'd like to get your take, Cecily, and what does It Just Takes One mean to you? Oh, it means everything. You know what? It just takes one. <laughs> right here. It took one meeting, one meeting for me to get to you. It took one word one word to bring the king of comedy to his knees but it took that one meeting for me to write this book it and let me give it back to my faith the lord says that he will pour you out a blessing that you won't have room enough to contain one that's one meeting that's all you need all it takes is one it's that one yes after all the no's that you you've been given for whatever the reason it only takes one takes one and if you decide to quit before you just decide to take that next step that that just one step that one step could be that you're just that far away from your next so it just takes one that's what that means to me i love it i love it completely agree cecily people are i'm sure inspired by what you've shared today if they would like to follow you or find you what are the best ways for them to do that I'm all over social. You cannot miss me. You just find me under Cecily Wilson, and that's Cecily with an S, S-E-C-E. 
M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E-I-L-Y Wilson. Um, I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. I, we have a YouTube channel, our Fallen to Fabulous YouTube channel, and my Facebook, excuse me, my website is the thececilywilson.com. The Cecily Wilson, T-H-E, CecilyWilson.com. Fantastic. And let me, can I add one more thing? You sure Since can. we released our book yesterday, I'm not sure when this podcast is going to air, but if it airs within the next couple of days, mm-hmm. guess what? I'm inviting every one of our listeners right now to be a part of the P-Word Posse and attend the P-Word Pajama Party book release party. It's a virtual party. And all you have to do is go to my website to register. We want to blow up Zoom with our book release party. It's a P-word pajama party. When I say we've got a live DJ, we've got amazing prizes, Tiffany and company, uh, 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 spa packages. I mean, all sorts of amazing prizes. We have games. We have trivia questions about the book. So there's going to be a, so much fun with this P-Word Posse, P-Word Pajama Party. So go onto my website, thececilywilson.com, click the events page, and register for one of our um, book, law, book release parties. Fantastic. I'm so excited about that pajama party. When is that, by the way? What's the date? The pajama party is this Saturday, August 22nd at 7 p.m., and anyone who registers will receive the private link the day of the event. So if you register, please go on there and do it right now. And uh, right now, I think we have about 50 people registered for the Zoom party, and we want to blow it out the water. So let's, let's, let's have some fun. And then we also have a, birth, a picnic, which is the 29th. That's here in Orlando. I live in the Orlando area. So we're limited to only 50 people um, executing socially distanced procedures without throughout the, the picnic. But it's a P-word picnic book release and signing. <laughs> I love it. So, so many great things ahead for you, Cecily. I can't wait to watch and see where you take this book. If anybody listening is interested in buying the book, I strongly encourage you to go get it. I promise you, you will not be able to put it down. You will turn page after page wondering what's going to happen next. What's going to happen next? <laughs> um, it is available on Amazon. It is a best-selling book on Amazon and go and get it today. Oh, and it's also available in Audible. It will be available in Audible. Um, I think it's being processed right now. So I actually wrote, read my book. So I'm excited about that. So we'll have that availability for you as well. Fantastic. I'm so glad you mentioned that. Yes, it should, it's uh, always great to listen to somebody who has a good voice on, on Audible. So if, if that's how you consume your books, Audible is an option too. Cecily, thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure to work with you. P-word, pleasure. I can't even say a P-word without thinking of you anymore. I know, um, right? <laughs> like I said, I wish you all the best as you head off to the next, whatever that is, and congratulations on the book, but also on building the Wild Legacy Foundation and the women that you're going to help with that too. I know it's just a great nonprofit, and, and I wish you all the best. Thank you so very much. And then for anyone who is just questioning and wondering if you can do it, I'm telling you, yes, you can. Make sure that you connect with Kelly and her team at Scriptures, and you too can be a best-selling, less-selling author. (laughs) Love it. Absolutely love it. Cecily, thank you so much. Thank you, love. I'll see you soon. Bye for now. I'll see you Saturday on the Zoom. I'll see you Saturday on the Zoom. (laughs) Okay. Bye, love. (laughs) Bye-bye.
Wow. Cecily is a force of nature, and I'm sure you could hear and feel her passion as you listened in today. I just wanted to wrap up with a couple of thoughts. Since I first met Cecily, I have thought many times about what it would be like to be having a stroke on air. My mother had a stroke, and I watched her go through the process of recovering and trying to come back from it. It is not easy. And Cecily didn't only do it once, she's done it twice. That in itself is pretty remarkable, but I think it speaks to the thing that is probably the very essence of who Cecily Wilson is, and that is her perseverance, her willingness to get back up and never quit. And if you happen to be a person who is at a point in their life where you feel like you want to quit, I hope this interview and Cecily's energy inspired you to keep going, to take one more step, to pivot, to say a prayer, to find your purpose, to reach down and pull up your power and find your inner peace. All of those P words are so meaningful. And I love Cecily's overarching message, which is that your words do matter. Not just the words that you say to others, but also the words you speak to yourself and about yourself. Think about that and keep that in you as you continue to grow and continue to move through your life. I think it is a valuable lesson and something very thought provoking for every one of us. I thank you for joining us today. I invite you to get Cecily's book. She said the P word it is available now on Amazon and I know you'll enjoy every page. Stay tuned for more episodes of It Just Takes One coming soon.